0: Welcome to the SUMC podcast, where I hope to encourage you towards life and church revitalization. I'm your unofficial source for revitalization within the local UMC. I'm doing this podcast because I serve within the UMC, or United Methodist Church, and have seen an across-the-board issue with discipleship, and I seek to use the knowledge that I have, and more importantly, what I'm learning on my own journey, with those of you who may be struggling or may have been struggling for years, Or perhaps you're just starting out. You might have some ideas and you just don't know what to do or if they'll work. So, I'm here for all of us, and let's walk this journey together. This is episode 6, a continuation of episode 4 concerning the simple discipleship process. In this episode, I get into the nitty-gritty, and it comes at an interesting time for me as I'm finally reading The Purpose-Driven Church by Rick Warren. I'm finding that in reading it, I liken it to Simple Church by Tom Rainer uh, and all. And I would say that Purpose Driven Church is the prequel to Simple Church, or Simple Church could be the Purpose Driven Church 2.0. So some thoughts that I'll be sharing here come from their insights, uh, but also my own insights uh, and the things that I've read both in the Bible and things I've picked up from seminary, from other pastors, and from the many discipleship books and resources that I've looked into. So to recap, uh, episode four, I talked about a discipleship process and how it's not a hodgepodge of programs for people to choose from and then get involved with in a church. A discipleship process is not solely concerned with membership. A discipleship process should start with a leadership but then continue with persons of peace who are teachable and see the vision. And a discipleship process should be simple. So I wanted to start with some things to think about. Um, I've mentioned last time about the UMC having guidelines. And these guidelines are really great. If you don't have them, I would suggest getting them. You can get them from probably Cokesbury. But every single guideline starts with something that's called a called uh, to a ministry of faithfulness and vitality. And then it describes leadership and vital ministry. It talks about how a church should have a vision. How you need to assess your efforts. It talks about the overall mission of the United Methodist Church. And then it gets right into whatever committee you're going to be talking about. It defines the committee. And then it talks about what the committee actually does. And in every single guideline, it asks you, what is a disciple? So each committee needs to figure that out for themselves. Now this can be good, but as I mentioned, you want to start with your leadership. So if the leadership is defining a discipleship process within your church, then each committee should say, You know, after that is defined, okay, how are we going to live into this process as a SPPRC committee? How are we going to live into this process as youth? How are we going to live into this process as men, as women? Um, And so that's what you want to follow. So use the guidelines if you're still using a committee structure, because I would bet money, even though that's biblically wrong, but I would bet money that most of you don't actually know what the committees are supposed to do, you've just been doing things that have always been done in your church. So these are great, and surprise, uh, spoiler alert, each committee is actually supposed to be a small group where the people are coming together in prayer to do something specific in the overall task of the church, and then that small group produces results that it contributes to the Ad Council, and thereby leading the church forward in discipleship. So we need to redefine that in the United Methodist Church when we still use committees. We need to redefine those committees as small groups and then have those small groups come together to support a discipleship process in our churches. So that's the first thing to think about. The second thing to think about As I have been talking about a discipleship process, well, a discipleship process should be simple. It's a statement and process all in one. And herein is the key. A discipleship process is your purpose statement for the church. Let me say it in another way. Your purpose statement for the church is your discipleship process. And a purpose statement could also be called a mission statement. This is not the same thing as a vision statement. Your vision is to make disciples, period. That's it. That's your vision. Christ gave that to you. Easy. But your mission and how you do that, that's your discipleship process. That's your purpose statement. That's your mission statement. In other words, you're going to say, this is how we make disciples In this particular local church boom 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 and it should be some kind of statement um, something that uh, shows that your church um, is after some kind of cause Um, for example ours is you know developing disciples who communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ through knowing growing and going and that's our process Now, maybe we should elaborate on that a little bit and not kind of have those three bullet points, but it's actually working really great, at least for me as a leader, because now I can define what to do under that knowing, under that growing, under that going. So, in other words, how are people in Sherburn going to be able to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, first they're going to do it by learning, by knowing what to communicate. Then they're going to grow on that knowledge. And then they're going to go out in that knowledge and communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's a simple statement, easily repeated every week. And then in your process, you want to create steps and keep them simple. Steps could also be understood as expectations. And you should understand these steps or these expectations as stepping up and stepping deeper. So... Let's recap so far. The first thing to think about is utilize those UMC guidelines to define what a disciple is, to define a discipleship process, and do that as an ad council or leadership team. Second thing to think about is a discipleship process needs to be simple, and it's your purpose or mission statement for the church. Or, repeated another way, your purpose or mission statement for the church is your discipleship process. So in other words, you're going to say, here is our mission statement, and at the same time, you're going to say, here's how we make disciples. So you're going to say that all in one statement. Now, once you have the process defined, any program or ministry idea that comes up needs to be examined in light of that process. If you already have programs or ministries going on in your church, begin to evaluate them according to your new process and see if you can adjust them accordingly. If they don't fit, let them die off. That probably sounds a little bit harsher than I intended, so let them play themselves out if that makes you feel better. So you want to review your process, ministries, programs, and your membership every year to realign everything under this process and to have accountability. So your statement needs to be simple and needs to be something that can be measurable because you're going to hold people accountable to it, your ministries and your programs, every year. And I'm going to elaborate on how to do that in some podcasts coming up. So utilize those guidelines because it's just a great way to get you asking questions with your group and thinking through what a discipleship process is. But keep it simple like an elevator, simple kind of... Like, if you're in line at a grocery store, oh, what church do you go to? Such and such church, what do you guys do? And then, boom, in one sentence, you'll be able to tell them. And they'll know everything about what your church does. So, those are the first two things to think about. Thirdly, you want to make sure that your process is reproducible. What does that mean? Okay, so your process... Is going to be a process in each small group, in each ministry inside and outside the church. You say, okay, what, is that, what does that mean? What I'm saying is, when you come up with a discipleship process, that statement needs to be the same for your small groups, because your small groups are going to live out that process in those groups. Your ministries are going to live out the process while they're doing those ministries. So in other words, nothing is separated from your process at any level as each ministry seeks to move people along the discipleship pathway and process within itself. So this process will be reproduced in small groups and at every generational ministry that you have. So for example, our process is the communication of the gospel of Jesus Christ through knowing, growing, and going our first step in this process is to get to know God and His Word. And so we encourage people to go immediately into some kind of Bible study or Bible transformational group, Um, something where Bible is central. You can either go through a book of the Bible, you can study topics, whatever it is. It's just growing in your knowledge of biblical truth because we're trying to communicate the gospel. And so in those groups, as we're learning, we're also growing and we're growing together. And in that growth comes accountability. How are we living this out in our own lives? And then in that group, we're going to start doing things together. In other words, we're going to start going. So the process has been reproduced in that small group. We are learning how to communicate the gospel We are knowing God's word, we are growing in God's word, and then we're going to go out and live it as a small group. So the small group has reproduced the process within itself of the church. Let me say that a different way. So the church's discipleship process is the same in the small group. So in other words, the umbrella of the discipleship process and the church at large, the local church, it's the same discipleship process that's going to be in a small group. Only now it's not so much a generalized statement; it's a process and action in a small group. So, same could be said if you know you have a youth group. In that youth group, you're going to find ways to get to know God. You're going to grow in that knowledge, and then you're going to go and do stuff together. Same thing with a children's ministry. Children are going to be raised up to get to know God in His Word then they're going to grow, literally, because they're kids. (laughs) Um, But they're going to grow in their understanding as much as they can of God. And then, hopefully, they'll go into their homes and they'll be able to talk about it with their families. So it might look different at each age group, um, but it's still going to follow the process. So... Utilize those guidelines, keep the process simple, make it reproducible in every single ministry that you do, so it's at every level. But then you also want it to multiply. And what I mean by multiply the process is that this process is going to multiply to other spaces and communities. In other words, one small group becomes two. Two small groups become six if there's three people in the group. And they're each going to form their own group. So in other words, small groups produce more small groups. Part of the going aspect that we have here at SUMC is to multiply. So those small groups are going to multiply into more groups. And so that's also part of the growth step. So I hope you can see this now. So we're growing within the small group itself and our knowledge and going and doing stuff together. And then at some point, we're going to start new groups. We're going to multiply. Where now the participants become leaders. And then in those small groups, after they've multiplied, they're going to start the process again, but with new people. And now they are going to facilitate the meetings where new people are coming to know the Bible, and they're going to grow together, and then they're going to go do stuff together. And then that small group is going to multiply and then reproduce the process. And it's going to be like that in everything that we do. And so hopefully this will also maybe multiply someday, into a multi-site. Maybe we'll start another church plant somewhere. It's going to look and feel exactly like we are, but it's going to shift according to the community. So the process will be the same, but maybe they start, instead of coming to church and worship, they start the process in a small group. So illustratively, this will look different on paper. Right now it sounds linear, but it's not always going to be that way. But you want to plan it out in a linear fashion. But then understand that people are going to come into your church or small groups through various avenues. They might start with the mission that you're doing, but you want to make sure that you get them into worship and then filter them through your process. Now, I haven't talked about membership here. I see membership as different than a discipleship process. Membership, I think I'm going to dedicate a whole different podcast to that. Because for me, membership needs to be more than just, hey, you're coming to church, why don't you join and become a member, and that's it, and then you fill slots on a committee. No, with a discipleship process, that understanding just needs to go away. So I'm going to explain that, I think, in a future podcast. So let's review. So a discipleship process needs to be simple It needs to be something that's reproduced in all the groups and ministries that you do. And it eventually should multiply. Now, if you're a new pastor, I would say, you know, have this vision, but don't get so lost in the details. In other words, don't plan this all out and then teach it to your church. Do it with your people, as I've been saying. Um, In the next episode, I'm going to talk about the ingredients and really get into this. So, don't get lost in in the details. You You know you want this. Don't figure it all out beforehand. Don't do it yourself. Let the Holy Spirit guide you with other people. It's way more awesome that way. Now, if you've been in the church for a while, if you're a pastor, you've been there for a while, or you're a leader that's been there for a while, and you might feel stuck, understand that these things can still happen. But you might need an objective evaluation. In other words, you might need somebody that's not part of your church, whether it's somebody in the community, like a leader in the community, or maybe through our denomination you can have somebody come in and just evaluate your church. Every other year we have to do a building audit. I am not talking about that. I am talking about say, hey, we want to come up with a discipleship process. Come into our church. And let us know how we can reach new people and and what we might be able to do because we've just been looking at our community for too long and we might just be missing things because they're so obvious we're just not seeing it anymore. So have somebody come in and, and do that. If you don't have a pastor, if you're a church that does not have a pastor um, and it's just kind of your group is leading things and you, you don't quite know what to do and you're, and you're feeling lost, well, guess what? You are the small group. You are the leadership team. So how are you going to disciple yourselves in a way that you can then feel that you can grow into developing others? So in other words, how are you going to be disciples? And then whatever that looks like, how then are you guys going to reproduce and multiply your small group through invitation to others to come in? figure it out. All right, so some final thoughts. Uh, I want to emphasize that this is going to take a long time. It should take you at least four to six months to define some kind of process for discipleship. Then it'll take a few years to do it and to refine it along the way. You're still going to feel like there's something missing in all this. Like, what are the pieces to all this? Like, you still haven't I still feel like something's missing. I I get that we need to have a process. You've described yours. You mentioned Bible study in small groups, but how how does all this fit in? Is there anything else? Yes. And so in episode seven, I'm going to give you the pieces, the ingredients, and then I'm going to give you some examples and how to utilize those ingredients. So in other words, I'm going to say, here's what you need. Here are several different ways that you can do it depending on your giftings and then have fun and go and do. So that's going to be the next episode, episode seven. So thanks for sticking with me and I pray and I hope um, that someday along the journey we'll cross paths and I'll get to hear about all the wonderful things that you're doing. Read Simple Church, read Purpose Driven Church and work through it with your leadership. Pray, 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 find those people of peace. And just start thinking of something simple that you can do together, that you can multiply in many different ways. Be blessed. See you in episode 7, where I'll talk about discipleship essentials, the ingredients of a successful process. Bye now.